Well, I'd just like to thank Stephen for giving me the opportunity to give him a testimony tonight. And for those who don't know me, my name is Matthew Denny, and I was born the 4th of the 10th, 1994, and I'm 27 years of age, and I live between Points Pass and Market Hill. I was brought up in a farming background. My dad's a farmer, and this time of year there's sheep lambing and cows calving now, so we're very busy this time of year now. And uh, my mum, she's a gospel singer now, so she would sing in Albert now in the far- roped in the farm now too. And I've grown up in a family of three. I have two sisters, uh, Rebecca and Rachel, and I'm the middle child. And I thank the Lord that I was brought up in a Christian home. My mum and dad were both saved, and they would bring us faithfully to church every Sunday morning and evening. They would bring us along to uh, the Sunday schools, and our church they had campaigners and children's meetings we were brought along to faithfully. And um, I remember the church we attended, there was a week uh, Bible club called Jam, which stood for Jesus and Me. And we were brought along that uh, week to the meeting, and there we heard the Word of God, and we were, every that we sung songs there, and one of them stood out for me. We sung was, No, You Can't Get to Heaven Without, S-A-L-V-A-T-I-O-N. And every night we had a memory verse to learn, and the following night you had the memories and know it for the next following night. And I remember the ones that stood out for me was we learned John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And another one too that stood out for me was Romans six twenty three. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And I remember when I heard those memory verses and stuff and wondering what does all this mean? And throughout that whole week, I got it uh, learned to me that the whole meaning of that that week that I was a sinner and uh, without uh, was it the Lord if I died was it my sins that I was going to lost eternity and through that there I was taught that week too that what God did for sinners that he gave his only begotten son to die on the cross for my sins and all I had to do to receive this free gift was to repent and he would wash me uh, from my sins. And if I put my trust in him and made him Lord of my life, that he would put me in his own and uh, put my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. And that was the final night. I did just that. There was an appeal made for those who wanted to be saved and become Christian. And uh, I put my hand up that night and a few other ones and we went to the front and one prayed with us and I decided to put the Lord, uh, make him the Lord of my life and was uh, after that there's one spoke to us and gave us a Bible which I still have to this day and literature too and it was a, uh, was it, I was there at the age of six when I gave my life to the Lord and it says here in Luke fifteen ten. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. And there was it. I went to a, a local country primary school. Uh, there was only under there was under a hundred in my year, or the whole school, should I say, from reception to P, uh, P7. 
So I think there was only 10 in my year, so there was, so it was pretty sheltered now in the primary school now, so there was, so there was no real challenges now in primary school now, like uh, most now, so most there have been a few Christians in our primary school, so there would have been, so primary school was easy enough now, so there was, there wasn't much challenges there then. I moved to high school, I went to Margaret Hill High School, and from going from a primary school of under 100 people then to going to a high school with just slightly under 500. It was a bit of a change now, so it was now reading all different sort of walks of life. And it didn't take long till people then would know, see and notice that that's, I wasn't maybe speaking the way they were speaking or using the language they were using or acting the way they were acting. So then it wasn't too long till people were asking what, then why uh, not do this? Or so then I realized that I was a Christian. So uh, there was a bit of, well, just like normal school, you get a bit of abuse here and there now, but was, the Lord kept me through high school, so he did. And then I got my GCSEs, and then once I uh, got there, I went to Armagh Tech and studied journey and did my apprenticeship, a three-year apprenticeship in journey. And there was it, uh, it would have been three days a week in tech, and then two days a week in work placement, and you would have been different Opportunities have been people of different religion as you, and you would have been people of different walks of life, like different. You went to different houses every day, and there was like in high school too, where it didn't take long to people realize that Matthew wasn't maybe using the same language as they were using, or doing what they were doing the weekends and stuff. And then they'd ask you why, and then you'd say I'm a Christian. And then it just blows your mind at times how you, the amount of opportunities you get and some good conversations I had talking to people about the Lord and stuff, and a lot of people were actually quite open to it. Which is good. So you always keep praying for them. The next thing I turned seventeen. So when you get seventeen, first thing is get a car. I get a car on the road, and that was me, just seventeen, passed my test, um, straight on the road, and that means no independence then. Uh, independence now. That means I can go anywhere I like and stay anywhere I go and stay as long as I want and go about. That now I don't need to rely on anyone for a lift or nothing like that. And then eighteen came. Then 18 now, you become an adult. Everything's uh, legal or anything to you. You can do whatever you want now. It's, you can get anything you are you want. And uh, It gave me the choice then. It came to whether there's places you could go if you wanted to go or not. And uh, I decided then to stay away from places, stay away from the drink and stuff I got there. Just to decide if I'm a Christian, it's not a place that a Christian should be. And I thank God for keeping away away from it now. So it does now, even though the temptation was there, not going to lie nice it was, but I thank the Lord that he kept me from it now. And it's, it's easy to go through life thinking, oh, there's Matthew, he's keeping all, he's not smoking, he's not drinking, he's not using bad language, he's not getting hooked in things online he's saying, or he's not being like a good Christian, staying away from places he ought to be. But the devil doesn't uh, keep his, as a, the way uh, likes to uh, attack you now. It says on Ephesians six eleven, it says, "Put on the whole armor of God, that you be able to stand against the wiles of the devil." And he just because you don't, maybe you don't smoke, drink, or smoke, or anything out there, the devil's just gonna give you an easy time. He's gonna find someone else to do to get the DNA. And for me, it was started off with the time. Then it started with my week. Say I started playing football twice a week. Then the next thing was maybe cycling, or then maybe it was swimming one week or going to a friend's house doing this, going to this place every week and then next thing you know it's your home, not home till real late at night 
and then spending time with the Lord. It's you know you fit in so much, and then next thing you wake up in the morning, you're tired, you can't do this. Eat well, and then, you, and then next thing, right? I'll spend time with the Lord next thing. And then next thing, it's you're at home the late or it's same again. And this after a while took us toll, and then with the mobile phone too, or say for if you're home at an early time, next thing you go on your phone, and next thing it's say for talk for example, it's ten to nine and or ten to ten, should say, and next thing you go right ten minutes time, ten o'clock, I'll throw the phone away here and I'll spend time with the Lord. Next thing right, right I'll watch this say a football highlight or whatever, next thing you're scrolling through your phone, and next thing friends texting you everything, and next thing you see it's it's you realise it's one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. And then you're like, I haven't spent time with the Lord. So then, uh, this you only get maybe sing it. We start off, or only be able to say a few verses, and then a prayer. And the next thing you might fall asleep. It was hard to do now, so it was. And then this just kept on getting worse and worse. And then I spent less and less time with the Lord. And you would have tried. You said you every time it happened. Oh, I'll do it. Or you're too tired to pray or stuff like that. It was affecting my life. So or my time with Him. No, it's thunder. It's funny that whenever you have a phone, how you're always wide awake, and how you can next thing. But once, as soon as you touch your Bible or you start to pray, how all of a sudden tiredness hits you. So it does. It's definitely was the devil. I so it was trying to get in. But as soon as whether you're a Christian or you're not, save save or not save the night, there's always a crossroads in life you have to come to. And it came to this where I was, I could have the ch- choice to make whether I was going to make a decision whether I was going to keep going the way I was going or I was going to say no, enough's enough and thank the Lord I choose enough was enough it's about time I, I've stopped uh, putting God second place and I need to get him back first place in my life so um, for me it was that I was not, I wasn't seeking him as much as all and I was missing out on his best and for me and I wasn't growing as a should as a Christian so, no, it wasn't. I repented and prayed that God would forgive me. I put him back to first place in my life. And I didn't want to miss out on God's best and what he has in store for me. There's nothing wrong with football, cycling, running, or meeting up with friends. But there's getting a balance in life. Because stuff like that there can be used to steal your time with God. And the devil wants you, wants to be, you to be as ineffective for God tonight. He doesn't want you to serve him. He doesn't want you to find out who he is or what your potential is for him or what he has in store for you. My uh, thing tonight is, is there anything that's keeping you from the Lord tonight? If there is, what is holding you back, Lord? I says, do not let anything keep you back from the Lord tonight. Says that, uh, I find this here we, uh, whenever I was praying for this tonight that I uh, find an old Bible of mine I was given when I was young and it uh, had oh, like an old uh, Sunday school lessons we had and it would have had like it had, I don't know what, what we had to learn all week and stuff like Monday to Friday or Monday to Sunday should I say and it had um, this week's hymn verses for the week and I looked a few of them and one of them stood out for me and it just says I'll share, I'll share this tonight. For someone it says, Though I forget him and wander away, still doth he love me wherever I stray. Back to, his, back to his dear loving arms would I flee, 
when I remember that Jesus loves me. Pray that somebody will trust in him tonight and keep him first place because he'll never leave you nor forsake you. And I just want to finish off in the chapter, uh, two verses from Mark 8. It says, What shall profit a man if he would gain the whole world but lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Thank you.